are listening to the 212 podcast and we bring you another deep dive into the industry. If you like what you hear, give us a like and subscribe. Our next guest on the podcast this week is a special, special guest. He is part of the pioneering two-tone and ska band, The Specials, that left you dancing from Friday night to Saturday morning. A quote from a recent interview cited the band as saying, respect people, be kind to people, what else have we got? Which seems poignant, given they were not only the legends of uh, their genre, but also a voice for people who aren't heard. Please welcome to the podcast this week, Horace Panther. How are you and where are you today, Horace? Hi, uh, Daniel. Well, at the moment I'm in the, the top bedroom in the house and there's a low sun coming through the window, a light dusting of snow on the cars outside. It hasn't settled on the on the ground, but it's it's a fresh morning here in the Midlands in, in, in England. I'm very, very well, thank you. I have very awesome. little to complain about. That's great. And you're in the Midlands uh, now, but we, we always kind of start by going back to kind of where people started out. And and the band actually formed uh, in Coventry, and, and and I'm assuming you grew up in that area as well. So how, how was that growing up there? I was brought up in um, a small market town in, um, in, in the Midlands in England called Kettering. Um, not a great deal happened, but it was a great place to grow up. But I ended up going to Coventry. I went to um, art college. And um, I ended up at uh, the art college in Coventry, um, which is where I met Jerry Lammers, who, uh, who, who formed the specials. And then about two years ago, we moved out of Coventry and, and now we live in the countryside. It's not too far from Coventry. Um, but it was difficult living in Coventry because I'd always been a small town kid. I think I am in, you know, naturally. Um, so moving to a big city for me was, was kind of weird. Um, I was a student, so obviously I sort of hung around the campus and didn't sort of go out a great deal. But uh, then, you know, eventually got to, got into the um, the ways of the city. You know, and, what was and, what was this kind of school life and social life for you like for you? Was it was was music a part of it growing up when you were like a teen? I was obsessed with pop music, Daniel. It was it was the you know it was the thing in England. We had the, the pirate radio stations. The the BBC would only play sort of like half an hour of pop music between sort of twelve and half past twelve at lunchtime. But then these um, radio stations that were based on ships sprung up and they were off the coast of England, naturally. And, and they played pop music from like sort of six in the morning till like two the next morning. And it was amazing. And I think that was one of the things that helped kickstart the 60s. But I was um, I was just obsessed by it. You know, I would make a, I would keep all the, the, the charts um, each week and sort of um, make big lists. And yeah, I, I was just um, I was a real pop music nut. I remember my uh, my dad talking about that about the pirate radio, like the oh, Luxembourg, Luxembourg FM or whatever it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Luxembourg obviously was was, uh, but that was you could get that in the evening, but it was really a bad reception. It kept phasing in and phasing out. But the pirate stations were were the thing. They 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 lasted till 1967 uh, when the BBC finally woke up, and um, and they said then you had Radio One. Um, and all the all the DJs that had been on the pirate stations. It kind of doesn't exist like that anymore, does it? It's kind of uh, it's it's something that's missing. No, I, I well, yeah, okay. Let's not start that conversation. <laughs> well, we'll we'll go on forever. Um, no, but but this was this was new. This had never happened before. You know, this was you know pop music was accessible. But yes, you're you're right. Pop music is now something that your parents do. Or your grandparents do, you know what I mean? It's 
it's it's not it's not a new thing anymore. But yes, you're right. Did your parents and friends listen to music, or was this something that you did by yourself? Was it a solitary thing? There was a, a an enormous one of those big radiograms with a big sort of lid. Which, which was on like his hydraulic things, but slowly closed. Um, we had that in our house. So there was obviously music there. Every Sunday morning, my, my father would put a, a heap of long players on the, on the radiogram um, and an ear-splitting volume. We'd listen to Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and um, stuff like that. But one day the first Beatles album turned up. I never bought it. My mother must have bought it. And that was pretty much the beginning of the end, really. It was all very well, the songs that they wrote, but there was this song called Roll Over Beethoven, and it was written by C. Berry. And I, I didn't know who he was, but he wasn't one of the Beatles. Okay, so, yes, there was music around, but, but it, I, I wouldn't say my family were a musical family. I mean, with a, with a name like with Horace Panther, you, it seems like you were destined to do nothing else but entertainment. But what was the... What <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. It is a, it is a compliment. It is a compliment. <laughs> what was the... You, you do have... You, you, I'm sure you've got numerous that you kind of listen to the name and you're like, that is, that's, that's the name. I was thinking like Lenny, Lenny Kravitz or something like that, you know, just what was the... What was available in that area to people to get involved with? How did you make music... Big, a bigger thing for you in terms of, you know, uh, those those teen years. Were you were you kind of playing for playing for friends or going to open mics or? I, I, I remember getting an acoustic guitar for say like my ninth birthday or something, and I had no idea how I could play it. But I was more of a fan than an actual participant. And it wasn't until some kid at school said he was selling a bass guitar. It was six pounds. It was, and, and so I, I, I bought that. And um, again, I still couldn't play it, but I looked really good in the full-length mirror in my bedroom. <laughs> you know, it is sort of went on from there. And then there were another bloke knew that I had a bass guitar, guitar, and he had a guitar, and he could more or less play it. And so he said, "Let's be a group." And then that was the great thing, you know, not that we could play, but we were in a group. You know what I mean? Um, we, we had a lot more access to girls, which um, which which really helped when you're sort of you know 15, 16. Um, of course, naturally. That's that's what that's what you do it for. I think we actually got round to doing some gigs, but we were awful. We were absolutely dreadful. But it was fantastic. To what kind of music were you playing back then? Um, oh, rock. You know, um, easy riffy kind of thing. That thing. You know, Louie Louie, that kind of stuff. You know, three chords. If you, <laughs> if you're you know, I mean, because that was all 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 we could play. Apart from looking impeccable with a guitar, what was drawing you to to guitar? Was it just that you that you got it as a gift and then kind of stuck with it? Did you have any like aspirations to play any other um, instruments in a band full time? No, no, no. It, it was just um, being in a group was the best, Daniel. It was just like this is great. This is and everything else just like faded away. I, I don't even think I I, I, re, I didn't know how to tune the thing or, or nothing. You know what I mean? It's just like. <laughs> Sometimes we, we both, me and the, the other guy, we, we both played the same thing together and it sounded really good. It was, it was really Neanderthal, um, but it was, it was just so exciting, you know, because I, I honestly thought that one day I might be, you know, that, the, that bloke in Free or, you know, um, or that bloke in Led Zeppelin or something. You know, it was, it was just, um, it, 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 it's what happened in, 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 in cities with, people with guitars eventually I, I learned to sort of to translate it into 
music, you know, like notes, E, A, G, B, and all that kind of stuff, and sharps and flats and all that kind of business. But that, that took a long time. But there was just this wonderful sort of naive joy of just, you know, wearing this bass in front of my, the, 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 the full-length mirror in my bedroom. I feel like I hear like some there's a lot of musicians who are in bands where they, you know, no, it's just like someone played a guitar or someone played uh, drums and that was it. You were in. There was no audition. It was just like you were the only person available to play. So yes, you kept but, jumping. But that was but, but that was it. In um, in none, hardly anybody had guitars. You know, um, if you had an electric guitar, that was like that was amazing. You know, whereas now, nowadays, everybody gets a, you know, a PV Pacifica for their, you know, 12th birthday and a little amp. You know what I mean? It, it's kind of weird. That stuff was not available back in, sort of, you know, 1968 or something like that. You know, if you knew someone with an electric, wow, he's got an electric guitar. That's amazing. And he's got an amplifier too. Wow. You know, 30 watts, 30 watts. Fucking hell. You know what I mean? It, 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 was, it was incredible back then. You know, it, it was just so different. But that feeling, I think, is still the same now. You know, and there's some, you know, some kid when they're, I don't know, 12 or 13, puts their fingers just so and then goes bang down, you know, and that whoa, that, that feeling is the same, you know, in 2000 and whatever it is, 21 as it is in, you know, as it was back in 1968, you know. Totally. And I think that's why, I mean, it's just that, that tangible feeling, isn't it? I think that's why there's kind of a bit of a resurgence in records now because, you know, people want to feel it and touch it and, and, and read it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, in terms of my development, I never really learned to play guitar, a bass guitar properly until I went to art college, until I moved to Coventry when I joined like a college band and then I, I moved into a house where there was a guy who played um, he had a clavinet and he play, could play guitar and he actually sort of said no Horace you put your hands there just move your fingers like so and, and that's how you and it kind of made sense then were you like a sponge when it came to that stuff did because some oh, people can't yeah. take the some people can't yeah. take the critique you know but it, you sound like you were really like a sponge oh yes yeah I, 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 yeah I, I, I'm still looking for new licks you know you know what I mean <laughs> yeah I, I don't. I mean, I, it's quite pretentious to say you never stop learning, but I, I you know, I, I, I'm still open to, to to new ideas, definitely. How did the the the, the band as we know that the specials? It's it's just such an iconic band and just an, an unbelievable band. I mean, how did that how did that come about for you, and what what did it mean for you at the at the beginning? I think that there are two types of groups, aren't there? There's like the people who are mates first and they they really like being mates so they well, let's be mates forever so if we learn musical instruments we can still be mates you know what i mean we'll be a band there's that sort of group but there's the other sort of group where there's one bloke who goes i've got this really good idea um, i've got these songs and so um, in order to realize them i'm going to need a drummer i'm going to need a bass player i'm going to need a singer or whatever and that was what Specials was the specials was was formed by Jerry Dammers and um, I was chosen to be his bass player. Linval Golding was chosen to be the rhythm guitarist, and and so on and so forth. So it, we didn't have the what is it? We, we we weren't friends. We were chosen as as jobbing musicians, if you like. So also the the relationships came afterwards or didn't, as the case may be. So that was kind of how the specials was formed. You know, we, we were sort of cherry-picked, if you like. 
Yeah, it's 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 yeah. strange that you say that as well. It, it kind of because in some ways, I, when I when I do see it, it seems it, you all have different attributes, and I, I, and you know when you were talking about it then about um, you having your you know being put together and you know cherry picked. I mean, in some ways, you seem like the kind of level headed one of the group. Is that fair or is that not fair? Well, I don't know. It, it's probably it's probably something that is easy to say now, but at the time, perhaps wasn't that relevant. I mean, the, but we were totally different. You know, seven very very different people. I mean, Jerry, Brad, and I um, all had fine art degrees. We had all been to art college. Um, Neville and Limval um, were both born in Jamaica and came to England on the boat. Terry and Roddy were um, the parents of working class. You know, Coventry factory workers you know so there was we, we, there were different social classes um as well as sort of this as, as well as different backgrounds i i spent the first three years in the specials thinking that limval's name was limvelt you know like the velt in south africa <laughs> yeah. and, and i didn't know that it was spelled l-y-n-v-a-l you know it was it was, it was strange limval golding was the first black man that i ever met Really, there was a there was a, a few people at, at college, um, but Limval was the was the first you know the first black man that I ever sat down and talked to. Yeah, yeah, which was they just but that's you know living in a, a, a small market town in in the Midlands and then going to then going to Coventry and you know and going to art college you know exclusively white you know so I, there was there'd be no you know I, I would never be in the situation to meet. Um, black people, you know, unless I was playing music. Yeah, because it seems like a, a, a almost a, a, a stereotype, doesn't it? That, that that in that era that you wouldn't have been surrounded yourself, or you wouldn't have come into um, contact, or or even been around anyone that was black. So, yeah. but I, was, you, I went to art school. You know what I mean? No, there weren't too many black people. You know, studying painting. You know, in in 1972. You know what I mean? It was a, it was a ridiculous yeah well i guess the 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 culmination of the the difference in opinion different in creativity I've, i guess that kind of worked in your favor in some ways in that that you were able to all see things in a different way that maybe the others weren't well yeah that was the one thing that brought us together with these songs um, and 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 that's i think that because we were all different that's what made the band so very very exciting you know yeah. um, plus the fact that you know all the all the, all the different elements Plus, I mean, we could play. We weren't like the, the punk bands, you know. Terry, Terry's punk band squad. Uh, they they sort of like learned to play on their second gig. You know what I mean? They they were their their music was pretty basic. Whereas the rest of us were like a few years older, and we knew how to play our, our instruments. We we played club working men's clubs and and discos and stuff like that. So we we had like the edge over the the punks, but they 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 were younger than us. And 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 a lot of the music back then, a lot of the music in that kind of era had that uh, that that kind of anger and 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 kind of a message or a point to get across. And what was going on in the UK at that that time that was, to make was, people go was, for that? Well, that was punk rock. I mean, do you want a potted history of English history of England since nineteen seventy three? Um, the the Yom Kippur War in in Israel. Um, fomented the the OPEC, the oil crisis. Um, the price of oil went up, which affected so many 
industries in, in England, not just the car manufacturing, in which Coventry played a, a large part, but also all the, the knock-on effect, you know, um, everything went up in price. That, um, and then consequently, there was people that couldn't work. So there were job losses, and then the unions um, made decided to make a big fuss about that. And there was a depression. And out of that, there was an awful lot of disaffected youth who couldn't get jobs or um, were sort of sidelined if they did get them. And I think out of that sort of disaffection came punk rock, you know, where, where there was something to rail against and, you know, to write songs about. <coughs> and, 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 and we came out of that. Did you start out making, what, like, I mean, most bands don't really start out like it, but, but did you start out wanting to make a statement or did it just come naturally? I think it just came naturally. I mean, you, I don't know, to, to have a bit more, I don't know, spine, a bit more backbone, you needed a, like a mission, you needed to, to say something. And I think to, to back that up with the music. I get asked this quite, quite a lot, Daniel. It's like uh, I, I'm basically a musician. If I was a politician, I would have joined a, polit- a political party and stood <laughs> for government. You know what I mean? But my, my, 100%. My, my, my gig is making people dance, you know, playing a bass guitar. But, yes, I, I agree with you. The, you know, it, it, I didn't I, – I'm glad that I was in the specials as opposed to Duran Duran. You know what I mean? You know, I'm glad that we, we could, you know, um, stand for something. And um, I'm glad that we still do. But on, but on the other side of that, to- totally, you would have been asked. I mean, it's 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 an obvious remark, but I guess there's also got to be a conscious element there where, that you, your music massively helped a lot of people, um, and I'm sure I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that you pissed off as well with you with the message. But you must see see that in the gigs that you do, where you know there there's a lot of people that just just really appreciate the, the 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 kind of political stance or the or the messages that you were putting out there. Yes, modesty forbids that that I sort of start pontificating. Yes, I <laughs> generate, you know, I mean, get out of here, you know. Um, so, but but if people, yeah, and sometimes people, you know, send me messages or they come up to see me after a show and they say, you know, you know, which is which is great. We played in um, in Silicon Valley in America a couple of three years ago, and our support band was um, Fishbone who are amazing. Uh, the only band I was ever worried about appearing on stage with was Fishbone. Um, um, but they were, they were great. They were really lovely. And before they went on, Norwood Fisher, their bass player, he came up and sat next to me and then he said, Harris, you don't know what you guys did in 1978, you know, uh, 79. You know, we, um, we were these black guys into Devo and we went to see Dance Craze and we formed a band. You know, and that was amazing. That was really good. That that um, for me was like a, a validation to have, to have someone like like that who is a monster player and Fishbone are enormously influential as far as I'm concerned. But to come up to me and, and sort of you know and say that he didn't have to say that, you know what I mean? But I, I was really pleased that he did. Well, and you would have been quintessentially English and probably um, not uh, <laughs> taken that compliment very well, or you probably would. Have oh, just well, taken no, it. I, I was, I was very humbled, and and you know, and it, it wasn't like it was a posted on Facebook or something. He came no. and sat right next to me and looked me in the eye and said it, you know. So, yeah, it, it was lovely, um, and it must. Have, yeah, um, I mean, yeah. for that even to be in, a, you know, in America as well, like you, your your music and the way it comes across, it is. It, like even the the, the 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 singing voice, you know, it, you know that it's it's English. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. So to to have an effect on someone that's an American band, that must have felt pretty pretty good. Yeah, it was lovely. It was was was, was very smart. Like I said, it was a it was a nice validation for me. It was the the, the high point of the, of that little trip. No, um, how how we we kind of well, spoke about it a little bit before, but and I'm sure you've been asked this numerous times. But it's it's how hard is it in a band when you have different opinions? Do you kind of just get used to it, or you kind of is it like a relationship when you know when to come in and when to not come in? Democracy doesn't work in groups. You know there is or there is a leader. A leader will sort of come to the surface. And there are there are people who lead, and there are people who who follow. I'm very good at following. You know what I mean? I I don't have many original ideas, but I'll support somebody who does have an original idea. Do you, you see what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 that's just like like any other sort of you know um, any other human relationship. People skills, Daniel. It's all being in groups is all about people skills. When people say, "Oh, we we split because of musical differences," they're lying. You know, it's no. It, it's like the, the fact that the the girlfriend, the the drummer's girlfriend's fall in love with the singer, or something like that. You know what I mean? Or the 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 guitarist drinks too much. It, it all that's. It's all about people skills. Well, there's just so many. There's just so many examples of, it, isn't there? I just think, like, I was just watching something about Oasis before, and it's just, you, you know, you you wonder whether they're just doing that for when they can all get back together again and um, make a huge amount of coin. But you know, there's definitely. I'll go along with that. I'll go along with that. Yeah. There's definitely um, some some issues there as well, for sure. We were we were talking um, earlier as well, just just in terms of like yeah, you know England and 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 portrayals of England at that time. Um, have you have you watched anything that you do feel gives like a fair representation of what it was like growing up in in the Midlands in that at that time or in Coventry? Like I'm thinking of like there's a lot of films and television such as like This Is England is a perfect example. But is there any that really give that that portrayal of what it was like and the music scene back then? No, I'm not. I'm not a visual. I'm not a. I'm not a televisual person. I'm afraid. Then you're asking the wrong person. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I've seen bits of this. Of this is England, and I've met um, what's his name, Shane Shane Meadows, and Vicky McClure. She was very nice. But just so no, I'm sorry. No, because <laughs> your 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 art is your is your shtick. You know, you were talking just then about you know your outside of music art is the yeah. is something that you're you're really passionate about go on the, the art is my solo career it's my solo album the reason that that, I, that, that started uh, well i was at um okay i trained to be i finally left rock and roll in sort of like 1990 something or other and um, and retrained as a school teacher um so i was an, but i ended up as an art teacher in the, in a special needs school, which was great fun. So art was always around. It was always, you know, being in the specials was a fabulous excuse to go and visit some of the world's greatest art galleries. When the specials reformed, I had all this downtime. So it's like, right, I'll start painting some pictures. But that's um, so. But but the I, but I, I very much I'm like in that sort of pop art tradition, if you like. That that is my visual side, as opposed to film or um, stuff like that. There's a lot of musicians that create art as well, and, and I wonder why, why. do you think that? Why do you think that is? I don't know. Perhaps there's a sort of a need to 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 create stuff. I'm not sure. I, I don't do relaxing very well, Daniel. I, I my idea of relaxing is doing something. You know, uh, we we don't own a television set. 
you know, I'll, I'll, I'd rather read a book than than watch rubbish on television. You know what I mean? Why do I need to do this? I, I can learn a bit more about stuff by reading a book, or I can paint a picture, which is you know, which is a lot more satisfying. I'm not sure. I don't did know. You, I'm did just you one draw- of these people who just? I, I'm I'm kind of restless, really, in that respect. Did you did you draw and tour as well? It just seems like you wouldn't have time to do that as well. But no, a lot I of didn't people do. Time. No, the, the the two things are very very separate. You know, I I can't do art when I'm on tour. You know, because I I have to be in a it's a different headspace. You know, being in a musician as opposed to being a, being a, a a painter. I mean, especially if you're travelling, you know, have to lug all these boxes of you know additional stuff around. It's boring. Yeah, because I'd imagine that there's there's something that's kind of formulaic about the music in terms of like you know what you're going to be playing, but then you get uh, a paintbrush to paper, you kind of don't know what you're going to be drawing at the time. <laughs> well, uh, well, I, I have an idea of what. Yes, I, I do have an idea of what I'm, what, what I'm going to paint. It's just whether it's realised properly. But yes, um, I think with with playing music, you you the the response is pretty instant. You know, you know, because an audience will either you know clap deliriously or throw things so you know instantly whether you whether it's working or not but with the painting it's it's a different kind of it's a different vibe you know it's something that that sort of happens gradually and appreciating it is is a is different did you meet other did you meet other people like you like in terms of musicians like you that did have that other side love as well of art no (laughs) no i mean yeah i'm there Terry's into his art, and the, we both um, designed placards for the um, the back of the stage in in two thousand and nineteen. He designed a, a, a few of those, so you know they, they, we we share the you know the, the like of, uh, of of some artists, Terry and I. But um, no, not 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 that many. Who do you, yeah? Who do you, who do you like? What's your, you what's know, the art. kind of art that you follow? Oh, crikey. Um, Abstract expressionist, post-abstract expressionism. Ken Noland, um, uh, Morris Lewis is good, but I like sort of Rothko, Robert Motherwell, that sort of stuff. But but the pop artists as well, really. Peter Blake, uh, Andy Warhol, Roy Lichtenstein, yeah, people. But I think my my work is sort of based on that sort of representational pop art tradition. Yeah, um, it's it's really interesting, and I guess that that's the part you've got. The like you said, you've got the. The, the the two are almost separate. They're not kind of uh, the. Yeah, yeah, but it's but it's good that they are separate in a way. You know, it's 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 but it's something else to do when you're not on tour. You know, I don't like gardening. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know, um, I'm, I'm you know, and and just to to be creative. And I I play music with other bands as well. You know, I'm not just in the specials exclusively. I play all sorts of music. I, I, I play with a couple of blues combos locally. I, I, I ran a traditional country and Western band up until a few years ago. That was great. And I just recently started playing Cajun and Zydeco with some guys that I've met. You know, so I'm always, you know, I'm, 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 if, I'm always playing. If I'm not playing music, I'm, I'm painting pictures. There's a fair amount of uh, genres. Is there any you wouldn't touch? Are you not? We're not going to see you in a heavy metal band soon. I was just going to say I, I, I'm not sure about death metal. Somehow, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you weren't, if you weren't kind of playing in a in a band or you weren't uh, doing art, what do you think you would have done potentially um, growing up? I haven't got the faintest idea, Daniel. I it sounds like you would have found something because it sounds like you are you like you said you're a restless person, so you would have found yeah. something to love. 
Um, crikey. It, well, I, I, I had a family. Um, we had a, um, my wife gave birth to our son in 1987, and, and I think um, priorities changed. So it was like, okay, the important thing is to provide for these people. Um, so, you know, the, the, I suppose the, the focus changed rather from sort of being creative to actually make putting some food, some money on the table and to, to, buy, to, you know, to, to buy food and stuff. So it, the priorities changed. So I, I honestly don't know. I, I retrained as a school teacher. That was kind of good. I like kids. I don't know. I, I like to think that I, I had a good rapport um, when I was when I was working in school. Because I honestly thought that I would re- I would retire a school teacher. You know, I, I didn't think that the specials were going to you know reform. Did someone did was someone else a teacher that made you feel like that, or did you just had it in your? You just felt like that was that was what you were going to do. I just felt like that. That's that. That's that's what I ought to do because before that it's like well I, I can I can drive a van you know and, and deliver frozen food or something but like the money's not great and you're absolutely knackered come Friday <laughs> so then you, you become a teacher where you're even more knackered and there's no creativity in that either it sounds like creativity is a main focus for you yeah okay I'll go with that I, I haven't really I, you know, I've never really given that an enormous amount of thought because I, I'd probably been too busy being creative <laughs> yeah, and, and successful as well like you 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 haven't needed to think about it and um, for, for you I wonder do you feel like you've kind of sometimes squeezed the last drop of the musical lemon do you find it harder to to write music now than you did before or, or uh, come up with new uh, new music no there is no musical lemon I mean it's music is is constantly you know renewing itself you know I, I am constantly finding new Wow, listen to this. You know, I'm currently obsessed by the drive-by truckers, this American band who are just like amazing. They're like a 70s rock show, but they write these really cool songs. And I'm sure in like a couple of years' time, I'll I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll be listening to someone else that I recently discovered. No, I I, I would I would I you know, I, I would hate to think that I'd get I got fed up with me with 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 music. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask that. Do you so you still go to you still go to gigs and you still go to you still listen to current music as well? Uh, I wouldn't say current music because I've got this thing about country music. I've, I, I've been listening. I've been going back, you know, um, and buying CDs by people like the the Louvin Brothers, you know, and or the, the Dillards and all that kind of stuff. Bluegrass. All that kind of stuff. I, I don't know. There, there is, I'm, there is some contemporary stuff, but a lot of the, con, a lot of the new music is. I don't know. I don't, don't feel that it's made for me. You know what I mean? I, I can't get on with, 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 with hip hop or rap music or the, sort of the rabbit holes that that goes down. But there again, I'm not. I'm not 18 anymore. Yeah. Is there? Is there any? I mean, yeah. We've we kind of spoken about it. it it's in in that you your your band felt like they had kind of guts and, and an impact. And I wonder if there's any bands that, you know, that you've you've seen or heard in the last kind of 10 years or, or so where you feel like, oh, they're, they're actually kind of putting a message out there and it's not just, we're just not just listening to Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift over and over again. Sure. Uh, yes, there, there are, but I don't think anyone's captured it as good as the specials. I think that's the thing. You see, they, they, there's been quite a sort of uh, quite a few polemic, especially with the, the sort of the, the hip hop sort of stuff. But I don't like to be shouted at. 
You know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't like some, you know, shouting at me, telling me that I'm, you know, I should do this and you should do that. The specials never told anybody to do anything. They just put a situation out there and said, you make up your mind. I think it's the great thing about the specials is they never wagged their finger at anybody. Who do I think? Um, people, so people ask me, Harris, were the specials the last band that mattered? And it's like, no, mate, Motorhead were the last band that mattered. <laughs> You know, really. I mean, they they, they walked like they t- they talked. You know, they didn't take any 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 crap. Have you ever seen? Did you have you have you seen uh, when Motorhead played Glastonbury, which brilliant uh, recently? It's like the last Glastonbury. It was the year Lemmy died. It's like he's ill and he's on stage to all these sort of like um, stupid people. You because know, um, it, it's not his gig. You can tell it's not a rock and roll festival. And he's just standing there. He goes, well, that's that one. Now is this one. And, and, and then they're off. And it's absolutely brilliant. I, I, I love it. No, I, I was very, very upset when I heard that, that, that he passed. Who and yet who was the who were the ones that were, were people like Motorhead, the, the people that you kind of got a little bit starstruck by? Because obviously no, you were so massive. The Clash. No, it was the Clash. We we toured with the Clash in 1978, and that was amazing. That was that I think that set the benchmark for a special performance. It had to. Everybody goes on about the specials and Scar and the Scatterlights and blah 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 blah. But we owe uh, just as as large a debt of gratitude to the Clash. You know, we were able to watch how they performed every night from like side stage, and it's like wow, that is so intense. This is what we have to do. So we sort of stole their their presentation, if you like. Um, what what set them apart for you, like to to kind of play with them? What we I'm assuming that you learned things off of them as you when you were playing with them. But they 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 came on and they were real. They they weren't sort of they didn't seem to be performing so much as just being themselves and you know and and being angry or whatever. I don't know. There there was just something there. You know when they they you know the gestalt thing. You know the the, the sum of the the sum of the total parts or whatever it is they they were just on fire when they when when they hit the stage and there was just something that worked but that was what we had to you know but that's what we had to do is there is there any of those festivals that you that that you that stick in your memory for you like the that you just remember that you know that if you're in a band, you know when it's going completely right and you've got the crowd like eating from the palm of your hand do you remember uh, maybe maybe that's every time I don't know. But um, is there we're one the that you we don't do bad gigs? We're the yeah. specials. We don't do bad gigs. Um, my favourite special show ever, I think, was um, August nineteen seventy nine. We just signed our record deal. Uh, we hadn't even recorded our first album, but um, Chrysalis, our record company, said, "Well, let's send them over to Europe and let's see how they get on." Um, so we did a festival in Belgium. It was the Bilzen Festival. And we were on, when we got there, The Cure were on, uh, where they they were just little three-piece. And then there are a couple of other European groups. Then we played. Then there was The Pretenders. Then The Police. Then ACDC. You know what I mean? So some heavy hitters. So we went on, and nobody had heard of us. And we had all our old, you know, um, the equipment that we'd had for the past two years. We hadn't even been able to upgrade our, our gear. And we went on and we absolutely destroyed the place. No one had heard of us before, but we went on and played 
and it was amazing. And there was this 12-foot-high chain-link fence um, in front of the stage, and that got ripped out, you know, and, and the, the audience sort of charged up to the lip of the stage, and it was just fantastic. It, it was the greatest feeling in, in, of my life. And I can still remember it. It was it was absolutely incredible. Well, nobody had heard of us, and we just went on. And I knew that then that we were just this unstoppable force. And OHS probably wouldn't would have a field day now with uh, ripping off stages and all that stuff. Yeah, I think that that's that was back in back in the day. Yeah, nowadays, luckily, there's all the the health and safety. That's uh, thank goodness. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I've done some really exciting concerts in the past few years as well. You know, but but that that one. You know, it was really memorable. How do you think you've you've kind of spanned over? You know, we were talking the seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands, and and even now. I mean, you've spanned over quite a few decades, and you know, I wonder how you think music's changed over the years, and is there anything better now than what it was previously, and vice versa? I think it's changed, but it's the same. Like I said earlier on, there's always you know. A, a kid is going to put their fingers on, a, on the neck of a guitar and, you know, and just feel the strength of that. Oh. And they're going to go, wow, let's let, let's play music. I think that's always going to be there. But it's just how it's marketed and it just sounds differently. It sounds different. You can tell a group, you can tell the influences of the group. I always thought that was with the, with the Ramones. You know, they were into, you know, you could hear that sort of girl group thing, like the Shangri-Las or whatever, in, in their sort of melodies. But you could, but then they just played like R and straight garage R&B an awful lot faster. You know, you were mentioning Oasis earlier. You know, um, then you can, yeah, you know, I can hear Mot the Hoople, I can hear, you know, um, Guns and Roses or, you know, like the, the mouthy guitarist and, and, and the singer, you know, and you can hear the Beatles, you can hear the, the, you can hear influences. So I think people are just sort of picking up on, on different, on different influences. It'll always be there, you know. And also when Oasis came along, no one had heard, you know, there were a lot of people who, who perhaps didn't hear the Beatles, you know what I mean? So things have kind of constantly being reinvented, and that was kind of their Beatles. Yeah, what's yeah. what's the what's your favourite decade? What's the best decade for you in terms of musically? Oh, oh crikey! It would be really I would really come up, come over as old and curmudgeonly if I if I said the seventies. <laughs> but oh no! But there, there there were good bits in all of them. I suppose the sixties really because that was me learning it from a personal point of view. That was me just discovering pop music, and and um, you know, and realizing that it was just this amazing. For the pop first, the first pop band I ever, the first rock concert I ever went to was at the Royal Albert Hall in London, and it was Led Zeppelin, and um, this was in 1969, I think I was 15, and it scared the living daylights out <laughs> of me. I had never heard anything so loud in my life, and and it was just like. Uh, and my jaw was open from pretty much the first chord right through till at least half an hour after they finished. I, I had never witnessed anything so amazing in my life. And uh, please say it was like a thousand hour. people. It was massive. Yeah, it was the Royal Albert Hall. It was like 5,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. We're coming to the end of the episode now, Horace, and I really appreciate mm. you taking the time to, to, to speak to us. It's been amazing speaking to you. And I, I just wondered, I don't think I'm getting this wrong. I'm just uh, going off Wikipedia, but... I wonder what the best part about being in your 60s now that you probably didn't know in your 20s when you were starting <laughs> out. Well, you mean what, what advice would I have given to well, my yeah, 20 yeah, I, 
Yeah, I guess some people kind of get to the point in their in their careers where they just they they kind of don't give a fuck what people think, really. <laughs> and oh, I wondered if there's something now that you're that you that you've that, that you know the best part about being where you are now um, to, to what it was like when you were 20 and starting out. It's difficult because if I'd have said to my 20-year-old, so be a bit more hedonistic, you know, have a bit more fun, you know, drink a little bit more because I was always sort of, I was generally the sober one because I drove the van, you know. But if I'd have, if I'd have done that, I probably, you know, <laughs> I would have gone really off the rails and wouldn't be able to and wouldn't be who I am now. So really it's like a, it's, everything has sort of panned out pretty good really, for where I am now is sort of a result of what I did or didn't do um, back then. Well, you're alive. That's a, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good thing. You're not, you haven't kind of done yeah, too yeah. many drugs or too I'm many... Not, I'm, I'm not in a wheelchair. I haven't, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm still above the ground, as they say. Yeah. yeah. I, think, um, I think I would have... Um, I think it would have been good if I'd have cut my hair a bit shorter I had a number four. I was scared of Kevin having a really like a skinhead haircut because I thought skinheads were very, very frightening. Um, but, but, but there again, um, but perhaps I, but I think I should have cut my hair shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Horace Penter, it's been uh, great speaking to you. I really appreciate you taking the time and good luck with the next tour. Hopefully we get to see you over here. Oh, great. Yes, yeah, that, would be, that would be good, Daniel. Yeah, thank awesome. you. Thanks, Horace. This podcast was edited by Podlike. We provide expert audio and video production for podcasters and content creators. Find out more at podlike.online.